This is Top to Bottom with Mikey and Owen. after long long off season my name is mikey colson joined here by my co-host owen goosewell the og mikey good evening we are now five weeks we are almost on the verge of uh of week six uh how are we feeling as a chiefs fan a football fan a fantasy uh manager how, how are you holding up Oh man, the uh, Chiefs are looking great. You know they had a had a tough loss week one to the Lions. No Travi Kelsey, no uh, no Chris Jones. So, but rocking and rolling. But rocking, yeah, rocking and rolling since then. We got T Swift on board with us. She will be at the Broncos game tonight. We are recording this on October twelfth, so we got the Broncos Chiefs game after recording. So that'll be good. So, so what are your thoughts on the on the, the Swift sensation that's reigning over the NFL? Are, are you about it? Is it a distraction for the team? Or are you just kind of seeing how things go? Are you a Swifty? I mean, I, I think back in the day I was a Swifty. Now her music <laughs> isn't my isn't my style. I liked her old. Really, co- really grew out of your Swifty phase. Yeah, I liked her old like when she sounded like country ish, <laughs> and you know. Ew. When you were words like knives and you swords and weapons, they use against me. You know what I'm talking about? I feel you. Yeah. I like that, <laughs> T-Swift. The T-Swift now, I don't know. But I, I don't think it's really a distraction. I think that the NFL is making it more of a distraction to other teams, I think. I heard the underlying thing is, is they're trying to pull all these strings and, like, really uh... – what's the word roll out the red carpet for Taylor Swift. Cause they're going to really try to court her to be like the next halftime performance. Oh. Cause obviously if there was anyone who would be like the biggest get for the NFL to be on a halftime performer, it's probably Taylor Swift. Cause she's probably the most famous performer that's out there right now. Uh, yeah. I mean, it just by ticket sales and attendance alone, a hundred percent is the biggest one. Other than probably like the K-pop was that KTS. They probably they they draw a big crowd. See, do you think that it, in America it draws a big crowd, or do you think that's just an international? I think it's an international thing. thing. Yeah. I've, I, you know, I'll be honest with you, I don't know of anybody in my friend group that yeah. listens to K-pop, but, but I always not, hear about the, those guys. Yeah, you you're know? not about the yeah, you're not the key demographic though. So. No, no. But a, a great start to the season. Um, we're a little over our quarterly. You took a little trip up uh, up north, right? Dude, I went to New Buffalo, Michigan for a family wedding. It's a it's a nice little place if you want to uh, get some sand close to home. Yeah. How how have go. you been doing? It's uh it's been a while since we've seen each other. I've been freaking fantastic, man. Just been uh, working away, getting plugged in at church, meeting some new people there. Uh, training for a half marathon so i funny story i had to 
carry like a huge piece of furniture up at work and they were like all right well since you did this like we'll give you some gift cards and i got like a zappos gift card so and then i was like i run every once in a while so i bought some shoes and i was like well i bought some shoes so like i gotta like i had to do a run now you gotta use them <laughs> well, good so, for you man that's so now awesome I'm good at that it's uh it's tough but uh, it's it's fun doing doing different things right now so it's it, it's been good but uh nice. you know new things going on uh but at least i got the same old good nfl product you yeah. know how it is but it, it has been fun especially as a rams fan it's been pleasant seeing them actually like compete with teams and they're not irrelevant this year after everyone thought they would be um and, and i mean obviously there's some exciting storylines like detroit uh going from a poverty franchise now to uh, the, the leader by a landslide in their division you have miami that's a freaking track team yep. um and it's been it's been fun got some good rookies too uh richardson even though he's out he's been fun to watch stroud's been kind of a surprise chica Hold up, sorry about this <laughs> take a quick pause back thank you ladies and gentlemen for that brief hold yeah and, and as i was saying just uh it's been fun seeing that rookie class um Bijan, whenever we do get to see him and, and gibbs has been fun too uh they're not getting I, i'm kind of surprised at the a little amount of usage both of those guys i guess Bijan's getting a little more and, and gibbs has been a little bit of banged up but um i'm excited to kind of see them down the stretch and usually it's after these bye weeks especially those offensive players um those receivers especially now like um the vikings rookie oh uh addison addison yeah he's he's really good he's another fast fast guy obviously he's gonna step in for the now hurt jefferson so you know it, it's always fun and exciting to get into a season but it'll be interesting to see the first four weeks are a lot different to the rest of the season but um there's definitely there's definitely takeaways that you can get from these first few weeks yeah bunch a bunch i you know Seeing New England tank as hard as they have, and and Denver, surprising. Denver with Sean Payton at the helm, it's uh, that's another surprising one, and um, even even like team like the the Giants that are one and four, that's that's you have a lot of good players on offense and defense, but just don't seem to win. Games. I think it's the, probably the wide receiver core a little bit and their backfield is a little rough but you know without without saquon always in there it's you got matt Breida, who's been in the league for like 15 years too many primetime games for the giants they put too much trust i think it's just because they got a huge fan base and they were like all right we're gonna reel in the ratings if we if we go with someone as huge like after dallas they might be the biggest fan base i feel like and that's Probably why they go to the primetime games, that, and, and they kind of showed that they could be a decent team, but it has just not gone well. I think we got one more primetime game on Sunday night versus the Bills, and then hopefully the Giants are out of the, the limelight, can stick yeah. to uh, noon games. I would agree. Watch that Manning cast game of them versus, was it? Uh, Do you typically watch the Manning cast? Oh, yeah. I love the Manning cast. I, this is how I feel like it usually goes. If I'm, like, really into it and it's, like, a hot game, like, 
I might want to just go like traditional broadcast. Like I just watch Joe and, and Troy and, and I roll with the classics. But then if it's like a blowout and I still just want to like entertain myself, then I flip over to the main cast and I'm like, all right, what do you guys got for me tonight? I, I'd personally do it. Cause I just, I don't like Joe Buck or Troy. <laughs> just the way, the way they talk about football together. I, I think they're making out up there during the game or something. I don't know. Just rubbed you the wrong way. I I don't like them. What's what's probably your biggest surprise as far as uh, dominance throughout these first four or five weeks? I Uh, mean, it's got to be Miami 4-1. I knew that Achan was going to make a lot of sense in Mike Daniels' scheme, but I did not realize, like, he was going to fit that well and he was going to come – to such a soaring start it just shocked me and it's just i think it's just the pure speed combined with mcdaniel's uh just great play calling him him and tyreek both are they're those type of runners that they look like they're running really fast and then they start running faster and you're (laughs) like what you know and they and it's almost it makes everyone else look slow like his la his run, uh, HN's run this past week, it was like a 50 yard run. He comes from the right side all the way to the left and doesn't get touched by a single defenseman. Unreal. It's like, it's like the flash time just like slows down for him. Yeah. They're going so fast. Yeah. Yeah. Pittsburgh Steelers are holding on a little bit. Our old buddy Clay, he's holding on for one more day. Yeah. They're, they're not showing a whole lot of, uh, impressiveness on the on the offensive side of the ball it's really their defense that i feel like is kind of keeping them relevant right now really baltimore lost the game more than pittsburgh won it i'd agree this past week um just yeah it, i'm i'm i think their defense kind of put them in the game and in pittsburgh didn't turn it over too much so yeah that's, that's kind of why they're at three and two right, right now instead of two and three but it's it's surprising because in the preseason and stuff, especially, and this is why you don't take anything from the preseason. We everyone thought Pittsburgh's offense was going to take the next step. Like I was bought in. Like I I was drafting heavy. Like Najee Harris and George Pickens. Pickens has been fantastic. But, yeah. Uh, That's just, the only guy they got as far as throwing the ball too. Yeah, Deontay Johnson's banged up. He's usually not bad, but um, I, yeah, the O line isn't there right now. Um. Najee, you would think that he's playing worse based on how he's just looked and everything, but I actually looked it up and his yards per carry is about the exact same. They just like his usage has just changed. They've given it more to Jalen Warren and they he's never been like too efficient. Like he like he can reel off a good run, but he is not like someone who's gonna get you three plus yards every run. Like he's gonna get stuffed sometimes. Gotcha. Yeah, no doubt. He uh, and when he gets hit, when Najee gets hit, he goes down. Did you see that block he tried to no. put all? <laughs> yeah, it was he got flopped. <laughs> so did George Pickens tried to put up a block last week too, and he got absolutely obliterated. But yeah, it's been kind of a weird start to the season. Um, some teams losing that that Buffalo loss to Jacksonville that was surprising, but. They they left for London on Friday. They landed Dang. in London on Friday. That'd be nuts. I mean, I wouldn't be ready to do anything after uh, 
day and a half. No. Across the globe. Especially jet lag. Yeah, I that has to play a lot into it. And I don't think they purposely did this, but it is a huge advantage for Jacksonville to get to stay there two weeks. Because then it's like after a week, they're probably really settled in. And then they're going to have that much more uh, just not jet lag. And, and they're going to be more ready for the next week. So um, huge advantage for them. Who knows? Do you, I don't know if we've talked about this on the podcast, but would you like or dislike the team in London? I think it would it'd be great for uh, the sport, and I think it would be great for the NFL. I mean, more exposure to different parts of the world. And it would be cool. It just, it's like a logistic nightmare. Yeah. She could just hop she up and, and Owen's laugh. Oh, laugh. Get out. <laughs> Uh, we got the dogs in studio t- tonight. Oh yeah, no Giselle to to wrangle them up. She does say <laughs> hi to everybody listening at home. But yeah, I think it I think it'd be good. How, how about you? Um, I, if it wasn't uh like logistic wise an issue, then I, I think it would be really cool to make a lot of sense, and it would only make the NFL that much bigger. And then obviously, if you can get London to work, it's like. Why can't you get Germany and fill in the blank other countries in, in Europe involved and the league can only get that much bigger, which would be insane. If Didn't the NFL, they have like NFL Euro League or something? Yeah, they yeah, had they, something they like that. I think that was more of like a second tier tier under. Yeah, kind of like an XFL, but international. And honestly, that makes more sense as far as like a, if a second league were to be successful putting it in somewhere that they don't have football, you know, that they don't have college American football, that they don't have NFL teams that play there throughout the fall. Like I love having like the battle Hawks around here and other teams here, but like success wise, they'd probably be more successful with all these markets that are going crazy for like the two or three games they get a year. Like they would probably actually support one of those like spring leagues. Yeah. Yeah, I, that probably would be a little bit better if you did like a off season because, like you said, logistically, it I don't know if it would make sense. Yeah, because you're flying a lot. I know. Oh, getting a call. All right. Well, uh, let's jump into uh, a few minutes with Mike. Oh yeah. And now, a few minutes with Mike. Welcome back to A Few Minutes with Mike, the only show where I say whatever I want and you guys think, wow, this guy is crazy and should probably get medical attention. My hot take for this episode is that the New York Jets will make the playoffs and they will win their first playoff game since 2000, is it 2000 or 2001? Vinny Testaverde days, but... The Jets will win a playoff game. Whether you think it or not, this team's going to hold on throughout the rest of the season. Um, the AFC is looking pretty muggy right now with a lot of teams just holding on to that last two playoff spots. A lot of the divisions are pretty much wrapped up or are locked in. I'd say the only one would be like Jacksonville and Indiana popping back and forth, Baltimore and uh, 
Pittsburgh, but I think Pittsburgh's going to fall off. Jets are going to come in with that low playoff spot, sneak in on a wild card win, and maybe maybe even make it to the championship. But they will win their first round of the playoffs. Aaron Rodgers will be back by week 14 at the max. They'll win out for the season. And uh, like I said, I wouldn't be surprised if they make it to the championship. Not Super Bowl, though. No. Holy smokes, Mike. You think Rodgers is coming back by week 14 after blowing his Achilles out? I'm telling you, this guy, he went to some tent in the middle of Wisconsin, and he got he got the healing of a few uh, local anesthetics. Jeez. I mean, that would be, I mean, that would be quite the story if he came back. I know there's kind of like whispers of like, oh, he might be able to come back and stuff. And I don't think it's impossible, but like, it would be wild to see him come back, especially by 14. And um, I don't think it's impossible. I think it's less likely. And so that's obviously why we call it a hot take, but it, it, it is less than likely that the Jets sneak into the playoffs. But they have the defense if if Nathaniel Hackett, the offensive coordinator, can, can piece together just a decent enough offense to get him going. Um, I think the key to this offense going is going to be Brees Hall. He looked like an absolute beast in that Broncos game. Now, it's one of the – that was against one of the worst rushing defenses in the league. But Brees Hall is still – we already know from games prior that he is insanely explosive. And now that they've – they don't have him on a snap count anymore that he can really ball out. Yep. That's exactly what I was going to point to. Brees Hall, he's going to keep him in there. I think that with proper guidance, Zach Wilson can get you through a football game, especially with this defense. This defense is really, really good, in my opinion. They just they play well together, and with Robert Sala at the helm of it, he's an intense coach. He knows the game really well. He was one of the best defensive coordinators when he was with San Francisco, and he finally got his head coaching job a couple of years ago. So I think that they deserve a playoff win, and I think that they're going to get it. Yeah. How do you think they're going to hold up in their division, though? Do you think um, you think they're going to be able to beat the Dolphins? Do you think they're going to be able to beat the Bills? Um, are they going to be able to finally get over that uh, – I think it's almost more of a mental thing now that they can't beat the Patriots like even this year and they've never been worse as of like recent memory like as far as like the past couple of decades and they still weren't able to beat them yeah I, th I think that they're gonna um the, Miami is gonna win that division I think the Bills are gonna come in at the high wild card spot and then um, I think the Jets are gonna sneak in at so that you think there's one. gonna be three I think AFC gonna, East teams yep. in the playoffs. And I, I, I thought I thought um, at the time when the Rodgers traded went down, I was like, it, there could be almost four in there. But no, not possible. Not not with Mac Jones. But they have that extra. The There's three wild card spots now, right? It's a little easier to make the playoffs now that there's seven teams from each conference now. So yeah. that, that definitely helps out. Well, that is a few minutes with Mike, my hot take for the first episode. So uh, we'll see how it holds up. My Jags take from last year, it held up pretty good. They ended up winning their division, and they got to it's like 10 wins. I think I had them at like 
yeah. 11 and 6 or so. Still, yeah, you, you got the, the playoff part right. They had an exciting comeback win, too, in the playoffs against the, the Chargers. So uh, I, think it, I think it held up. So uh, according to that, I think we might be seeing the Jets in the playoffs. Hammer it. Fantasy with friends. All right, Mike. Thanks for those few minutes. Hey, no problem, Mike. Anytime, brother. All right, so we're going to get into some fantasy football talk. Um, oh, how's the fantasy team looking? We're doing all right. I uh, I think I overcommitted in leagues this year. I'm at an all-time high of five. Ooh. So I, I don't know. You're you're, you're going to go I'm about a, two, though. I'm a high league guy. I do three regularly, um, and then this league I added a fourth doing a family league. So I do a league with all my friends from grade school at St. John Newman. I got our league together from our Metro friends. And yeah. then I have my Collinsville friends who I grew up with, played soccer. And, and it's a good balance. Stuff. I could, I could consistently do three. I am in, uh, I just started, well, I guess three new ones. Cause I had two last year, which were like you said, the league I'm in with you. Um, another one, um, with with my brother and, and some of his friends and then i got a work league i've got a league of uh friends from evangel university where i went to college and now i started to do a dynasty league you know what a dynasty league is mike i do not i've heard of it i do not actually know the breakdown if you can so explain. it it is like you keep your entire roster every single year so this was our Bruh. like inaugural <laughs> year and so we drafted and then you and you stick with the guys you got, and then every year the only draft you have is a rookie draft, and you draft the rookies coming in. But it's really interesting because the dynamic completely changes. The draft board looks different because, um, like just a random young guy like a like a Bijan Robinson, he is a lot more valuable because obviously you want to go young and you want to have younger right. guys because you're going to keep them as like the years go on. And also like it's cool because. Now you have draft picks to trade, and it just allows for a lot more trades to happen because it's like when you're in a, in a just a regular redraft fantasy league, it, the the player compensation is kind of confusing because you're there's never like you're not stashing a guy for later. You're not holding on to a guy. Yeah, and usually it's more of like player for player trades and stuff like that and two for ones aren't as valuable but but there's some people that want to tank and they don't want then they're just not doing good so they want to win for next year and so they'll trade away their good player get back a draft pick maybe like a lower echelon player too while they're at it and so it's it's been fun it's it's a new kind of dynamic and stuff so it, it it's been fun i did not have a hot start though so i have been shipping away a few of my guys <laughs> do you think do you think in this dynasty league are you making more moves than you would in a normal league less transactions because you also you you typically have like a bigger bench and you kind of got to stick with the guys you have but more trades more tra yeah that's so, what i was thinking it's fun it's it's something different and uh, obviously i got all these other leagues so if one year i'm not doing good and i just decided to tank like i, I got other leagues to root for right you can pretty much just set the lineup for the rest of the season but someone like uh, like a CJ Stroud or or uh, Bryce so much Young, more valuable yeah, because you don't know down drafts. the road that guy could be 
that could be your starting quarterback for the next five years. And yeah, he could be a guy for years to come yeah. where it's like Aaron Rodgers probably wasn't going as high in our dynasty <laughs> league because he uh, he's, he's looking at the end. He's 34 years old and just tore his Achilles. He's, he's older than that. Or no, he's 38, isn't he? He's 38 let's or 39. Do a, let's do a quick uh, Google check on that. He's almost 40. Yeah. Old man Rodgers. You know who's 34, actually, is Travis Kelsey. He's still got another year or two, though. Those those tight ends, they hold up a little longer. Born yeah. in 83. The guy turns 40 this year. Yeah. He's trying to he's trying to have that Tom Brady legacy. He's trying to... He's 42, right? Brady was 42 and he retired. He was 45. 45? I think. Holy cow. I know. I know. He's, he was old, man. Wow. He was old. But um, going back to Travis Kelsey, you're saying he was 34. He's the same age as Gronk. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Yeah, that is that is nuts. And like you think of that, like Gronk had a, a lot he's of way older. Yeah, he had a lot of dominance when he was young. And that like for winning three Super Bowls in five years and then retiring and then yeah. winning another one with your buddy down in, in Tampa out of retirement. I mean, those I will say that uh, Brady and Gronkowski, that connection is probably one of the most dominant that we'll see just Oh, yeah. Just because of Gronk's ability to go up against any one of your defensemen and catch the ball, and then after he catches the ball, he's going to shove you off to the side and get another five yards, he's, he maybe was, even he was more. Physical, dude. I actually was still playing. <laughs> I'll, I'll never forget, though, the uh, Miami miracle when he was the last guy, <laughs> and they're like, a, yeah, send, send Gronk out there to play safety, and Gronk's like, oh, trips that, over the five-yard line. I think the Chiefs line. actually just did that with Kelsey they last did. week. They did. Yeah. I saw that, too. I'm like, me why, to, why uh, are you putting yeah. our best offensive player out on defense? I know. Well, other than Mahomes. But. That's hilarious. But outside of that, we are, I mean, I got like 20,000 leagues, so it's a, it's a mixed bag. One of the leagues, I think I got, our league, I got one win in. Um, all the other ones, I, I got at least a couple, a few in. So I, I think it's kind of a slow burn for me. Um, just a few slow starts from some guys, but injury wise, like I feel like I'm doing good for a lot of other teams though. Um, not so good. We talked about a Chan earlier. He's going to be out now for multiple weeks now that he's in IRR. Justin Jefferson's an IR. It's, it's kind of starting to hit that point in the year where it's like, all right, like the injuries are piling up, like. What do we do? So I thought maybe we could highlight some, some players that can, we can kind of swoop in and, and might step up in these roles or just guys that um, had a slow start to the season and they're going to take a step up. The first guy, this one's kind of obvious, and he's probably taken to most of your leagues now, but K.J. Osborne, he um, he's a good receiver, and now he's going to have – uh, receiver two type of role he's gonna apparently he's gonna take over this Jeff, Justin Jefferson role so it'll be interesting to see how he kind of walks into that in PPR formats he's gonna be great because he's probably gonna get a good amount of tar targets Kirk Cousins I really don't think he's gonna get traded I, I think he's gonna want to just keep his head down and just play one more good season in Minnesota and so I think he's gonna have a good quarterback too so he might be a nice option but um, I would agree I think he's gonna stick there just on that on, on that topic I don't think he wants to leave Minnesota, especially. I think in his mind, this is this is his last season. So, do you think he's going to retire? I think so. Wow. I think so. 
I think, I, especially after watching that quarterbacks documentary on on Netflix, yeah. I just I felt like he has he has a love for the game, but he he has like a respect for it that if he doesn't think that he can perform at the highest level, he's gonna step away. And I I think um, his body's breaking down on him too much. He's got he's got a lot of pain in his ribs. Yeah, I think he I I, I kind of I didn't I only watched an episode or two, but I heard like he played through a lot of pain last year too. Yeah. And he was, I mean, he gets hit pretty good, man. That, yeah. So we'll we'll see. Is is there anyone, Mike, that you've got just that could kind of come come from out of the shadows? Not really. I'm hoping Jameer Gibbs does because I traded for him. And well, I don't know. <laughs> Listen I... to this trade. So I had I got offered Derek uh, trade for Derrick Henry. I have Der- I have I have Derrick Henry and Chubb. Got offered a trade to give away uh chubb and i was like you know what? no i want to keep chubb i like him i think he's gonna have oh, a dominant wow. year i was like i'll i'll trade derrick henry yeah get rid of derrick henry literally two days after this trade was finalized nick chubb's knee goes the opposite direction in which it's supposed to go not good not good no bueno so yeah my hot my uh sleeper is Jameer Gibbs. I just hope he does good. <laughs> I, I do think especially and I, I kinda said this earlier too, usually these rookie offensive players, they get more um get more reps and they get more worked into the offense once the bye week hits because they got some experience, you know, they can how well they can handle certain things. You kind of see their skill sets on a pro level now, outside of just their college tape, outside of uh, training camp and the practices they had. So if there is going to be a chance where Jameer Gibbs really steps into like a true fantasy RB1, maybe fantasy RB2 type role, it, it's going to be after their bye, which I don't know which week that is, but, uh, you know, closer towards the end of the season. So if, if you could get Gibbs for cheap, I would uh, I'd buy him before the bye hits because that's whenever I feel like his value is going to spike. Um, while we're on running backs, I know I mentioned HN being out. Jeff Wilson was uh, he's he's coming off of IR. Yep, he's he's going to be back. I wouldn't say he'll back to hundred this week, but he he'll be back to hundred next week for sure. And it, it's it just seems like with those fast running backs in, in McDaniel's scheme, like it's just plug and go. Like now we've seen Wilson pop off on weeks, we've seen Moster pop off on weeks, and we've seen a chance. So if they're fast running back and they're with Mike McDaniel's, most likely. They're going to be balling out. Yeah. They're going to be going hard in the paint. Um, Mike McDaniel likes to score 70 points. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But outside of that, I I would just kind of say stick to your guns on on maybe some of these guys that had a little quieter start. I think a good person to look at is Justin Fields. Somebody, I I won't name names, but somebody in my dynasty league, dropped i don't know if he didn't understand what a dynasty league was he drops justin fields what? and so i picked him up and then obviously the past two weeks he is he's been the qb3 and the qb1 gone so off. yeah i uh that, that was a pretty good get for my <laughs> don't uh, want to expose this guy but what an idiot I, hang on, I <laughs> oh honey take a picture i'm dead <laughs> classic Dang. wedding crashers quote absolute classic will ferrell legend but um another guy that had a kind of a a weaker um 
week after Cooper Cup came back was Tutu Atwell. I think he's going to ball out. Um, it's funny you say that because that's a that's a dude who I was gonna. I was really? like, I I picked him up and I just set him on my bench in one league because I had seen him and I'm like, you know, he balled out for like one game or two, and then I just like the name Tutu Atwell. So, dude, he's an absolute beast. That's like you got Puka Nakua and Tutu Atwell. That is, Puka, and Cooper Cup. They're all oh. just they're like wrestler names. Dude, I love it. Love this Rams team. It, it, it's a fun time. All right, now we're talking about teams. I think we're ready to hop into our newly formatted uh, rankings. It's time for Power Rankings. <laughs> All righty, we're going to do what we came to do. It's in the name, top to bottom, except this year, we're not going to extend it out as much. We're going to have kind of a concise uh, upper bracket, uh, top 10, and then we'll just touch on some of the lower teams. Just some, yeah, just just, just some mentions of uh, the lower class. Yeah, yeah. All right, are we going to start from... Numero uno? Yeah, let's go with, with number one. I think we all know who it is. It is the San Francisco 49ers. Yes, sir. They have just been absolutely dominant. And just when we thought last week that they would actually have some competition in the Cowboys, just absolutely obliterated them. Like, it, they're just so good. And, and the thing has never been that they weren't a good team. It's just that injuries have held them back from making it back to the Super Bowl. But even me as a Rams fan in their, in my division, like if the Rams don't go, it's like I almost want the 49ers to go back to the Super Bowl. They deserve it. There's so much talent on that team between McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, Kittle, uh, Brandon Ayuk, um, even the defensive side of the ball too. You got Bosa. Uh, there's just so many players. Yep. So many Stack. good players. Um Great coaching staff. Steve Wilkes has done a good job with the defense. And even after D'Amico Ryan's left, like he is he has really stepped up and kind of put stuff together. Um I just can't see how this team gets worse outside of injuries, Mike. I mean, can you do you see any cracks in the armor? No, I d I don't really. I, as long as they stay healthy, this team's gonna make it to the Super Bowl. And like you said, for them to go from Sala to D'Amico Ryan's to Who's their, I don't know. Steve Wilkes Steve, now. Yeah, Steve Wilkes just said. Um, I, I think it just shows how, how good this team is and how good this defense has been, you know, for the past five years. They've been you that know. team. And Jimmy G, they get to the Super Bowl. Overthrow- Drake Greenlaw, amazing yeah. Oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah. Uh, Fred, oh, what's it, Fred Warner? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that dude is just solid, too. And you got uh, Nick Bosa off the line. I mean, they are a really good team. You got Trent Williams on the other side who can block three people at a time. Um, Yeah, they're a great team. They're stacked. Number two, we have the Philadelphia Eagles. Mike, it seems like they had a little bit of a slow start on offense at the beginning of the season, but after seeing them uh, um, offensively kind of seem like they kind of got their bearings back 
Jalen Hurts has juice back. He, he's running around the field and stuff. He, he looks like him again. It's not like that week one back and forth match against the Patriots where it didn't seem like either of them were going. Looking back at that now, I'm surprised that that was as close to the game as it was Patriots versus Eagles. Now knowing what the Patriots team is now, you know? Yeah. I, yeah. And I think it, the, that game was a little wet and sloppy in Foxborough. So I think yeah. that probably had a little bit to do with it, but yeah, for them to play like that um, now they've definitely turned it up and I'm, I'm excited for the in season game of the Niners and the Eagles. And then I think whoever wins that game, is going to lose the playoff game. And so I think whoever wins this midseason game, Eagles and Niners, the Interesting. loser is going to make it to the Super Bowl. You think Bowl. they're just going to be so juiced up and have kind of like a chip on their shoulder? Yeah. I do. I do. It almost, I think it almost be better for the Niners to lose, not be undefeated, let the, let the Eagles run with that again, just like they did last year, and they got to play for however, you know, 11 straight games with that over their head. So – you heard it here first, Niners fans. Root for an L against the Eagles yep. in the regular season. Then then you'll be holding that Lombardi. Number three, we've got the Miami Dolphins. We've we've touched them a few times already this up, but um they're a track team. They have the seven the seven fastest runs that have happened, like end game, uh in period that, that are like tracked like miles per hour speed. Like, they are all Dolphins players, which is nuts. Yeah, they they're just, fast. <laughs> they're just ridiculously fast. And it's it just cool to see a team that has this much speed. Like, they were able to have Jalen Waddell. And he's actually the slow one out of <laughs> he is. all and the he's, playmakers. And he's really fast, too. You know? And you've got Tyreek. And you've got these speedy running backs. Um, I think the key thing here, though, is health like even more than the 49ers you have these running backs these lightweight fast running backs and um smaller frames like are are one of these three guys out of wilson mostert and a chan are you going to have one of those guys available for the rest of the season that's the hope um it hasn't really came up and, and you haven't seen too much of it yet but i mean it only takes one hit if, if tua gets hit i'd be really worried about that obviously we don't want to see that happen, but this offense just looks, at least last year, maybe Mike White's a better backup, but this offense just looks completely different whenever two is not at the helm. Yeah, forgot they got, forgot they went out and got Mike White. Oh yeah, Mikey White. Number four, the Kansas City Chiefs. Mikey, you want to talk about your team and why they're not better than the, than the Dolphins, which a lot of people think they are? I, yeah, I I think that just the the Chiefs don't have um, as much explosiveness as the as the Dolphins have, or or the Eagles or the Niners. Um, the the Chiefs defense um, kind of gets them through games. They have those spurts where you're like, man, that was really good, and then they have other times where you're like, what is going on? You know, Spagnola, yeah. what was the play call there? <laughs> but uh, yeah, I. I just think they're right. They're where they're at because they're, they play good. Um, but I don't, they just make, they've made it through some games. You know what I mean? I feel that. Yeah. They, they, they've kind of just coasted through, but that's, I feel like that's typically been the chiefs in the regular season. There's just some games that not that they play down to their opponent, but they're kind of just like, 
they're so talented sometimes they don't even play up to their level because they're kind of like all right like we don't need to play yeah like our absolute best ball which is just i mean that's just how good this chiefs dynasty's been or almost dynasty two super bowls makes them a yeah what do they have to have three to be a dynasty yeah i don't know i don't know if that's like the official thing but i mean they're basically a dynasty they've been to three super bowls yeah one two of them so pretty impressive one team that is not a dynasty and that is on our top 10 which might have been a surprise to some people in the offseason is the lions yeah at at number five at the five spot um our good buddy jake jump i'm sure is very happy with how they're performing and i think with the coach like with dan like dan campbell i mean how could you how could you not want to go out every game and play your he seems like a motivator he seems like a complete motivator um a lot of people were kind of questioning their draft especially at the top uh going early for jameer gibbs which it's like we haven't necessarily seen gibbs like roll yet but uh, another one that was pretty heavily scrutinized was jack campbell the linebacker in the middle of the of the first and he is played awesome um yeah him and hutch together the very dominant in the they've drafted some good players and um yeah it's it's been cool to see campbell and and their gm really build up this team um i think they had a very specific vision about kind of these hard-hitting gritty players i mean he was talking about in this press conference that everyone thought was funny about how he's he wants guys that can bite off kneecaps yeah and and they really do kind of have this grit to them Jared Goff is playing great. I think it's he's like, back. I think he's Super Bowl Jared Goff. I I've always kind of and my takeaway now is that he's like a better version of Andy Dalton to where he kind of plays based on the skilled players around him, based on the coach around him, but kind of like like a Andy Dalton 2.0 almost like the, those Rams teams where they really needed him to to put the team on his shoulders. Like he's not going to do that. But if you put him uh, behind a good O-line and you give him a couple of talented skill players, like, you're going to have a top 10 offense. Like, yeah. he can facilitate, like, a top-tier offense. And, and that's what we're seeing this year. And so they, they feel a lot more well-rounded this year. Like you said, this defense really stepped up. And this is a team that it's crazy to think of it. Like, since I've started following the NFL, I got into it um, probably about – a decade ago now um i've never heard the lines be more relevant than they are this year yeah yeah i agree and it's like when that when the stafford for golf trade went down i was i was like well golf's career is like i had you know i did not even think he was gonna like be a lion after one year i thought i'm like okay this is a quarterback they're gonna tank like and whenever they get the number one overall pick, like they're gonna they're gonna cut him. So it, it's crazy to see where Goff is now, and he's obviously the franchise quarterback, and they're probably gonna give him a huge extension. Yeah, this right. off season, which is just I mean, good for Goff. Like, yeah, I'm I'm glad to see him doing good and back to back to how he he played um, in his uh, prime years of of the Rams. Yeah, number six got the uh, Buffalo Bills. Um, they are not what we've seen the past couple of years. They're not as dominant or anything. They lost to the Jets in the season opener. Um, 
can't put the, I don't want to put too much on on the Jags loss, but it's just obvious there's a lot more flaws than there used to be. They're pretty banged up at the cornerback position. Tredavious White dealing dealt with another season-ending injury this year, so um, this uh, secondary is a, a little more thin than it should be to be a, a Super Bowl contending team. So yeah, this this offense is obviously going to have to carry more because this defense isn't as good, but. At least uh, uh, our hometown hero AJ Epinesa is stepping up. Absolutely, AJ's AJ's having a heck of a season. He's got a touchdown. Man. Got a touchdown. Strip sack. I think he got an interception last week. He got ejected from a game not too long ago. Oh, really? Too. Yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> but yeah, good for AJ. And uh, speaking of hometown heroes, Riley Patterson, Saint. I think same graduating class. He's yep. a kicker of uh, the Detroit Lions. Well, yeah, he had the he was on the Jags, and he was uh, yeah, that's right. He had the he had the nail in the coffin on that comeback win in the playoffs, and uh, yeah, now he's on the Lions. So he we got we got we got a couple of relevant guys that came from the old six one eight. Yeah, love to see it. We do, but uh, anything else on the Bills? Uh, hopefully, Von Miller comes back. That's going to be huge for their defense I, I know he played a little bit but maybe he's he's going to be 100 percent and really dominating like he did at the beginning of last year for the bills soon yeah yeah that's about it for the bills and we just talked about them number seven we've got the jags um a little flat coming out at the start of the season but they're, they're kind of starting to piece it together um it's good for them that they're in the division that they are because you've got a Colts without Anthony Richardson now. You've that division got, is just yeah. Uh, Texans and the Titans are also in that division. I'd say the Texans have a have a good shot at getting probably eight or nine wins this season. Titans are going to fall to about seven or eight. But all three of those teams beatable teams. Yes, it's going to help them kind of put them in the right position. Um, Calvin Ridley has been somebody who's kind of been up and down, but I think he's done pretty. He's done. He's gone above my expectations. Cause I after, bet <laughs> he does dude, good this year. <laughs> doing him dirty. He, uh, but yeah, he's been gone for a year plus now. So it's like, I'm just surprised that he's been as relevant as he's been. Cause you'd think someone who has not like competed in these type of games for that extended period of time, like that, he would even be relevant. So mm-hmm. it's good to see that they're actually using him and stuff. Um, yeah, I think the defense just kind of has to piece it together, and then they could be a well-rounded team. Number eight, a team that I wouldn't think would have been in our top ten, if you would have asked me uh, a few months ago, is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, Baker's just got that that dog in him, Mike. Uh, yeah, I think he. I, I think they've played some some easy easier teams but baker i will say he's he's looking probably the best he has in a long time since he grabbed his crotch at the kansas sideline you know he's he's done a lot of a lot of good for the for the buccaneers and todd bowles he's he's a good coach he's been in the league for a long time um and so i think that i think under his leadership they're gonna do good and really the bucks have been all right ever ever since Brady and, and Arians were there. So um, I are they going to win us a, a win a Super Bowl? No. Are they going to win a playoff game? No. 
Are they going to make it to the playoffs? Probably because of the division that they're in. Um, they have a good chance of winning that division. The Saints uh, rely on their defense a lot. Derek Carr is slowly coming into his own uh, down there, and I just think Atlanta is still in a, a, a building stage. Hey, I think the Panthers are going to win the division. Panthers need to win a game Really first. good O-line, really explosive playmakers. They have it all night. I, I don't think I, I, I don't think Frank Reich knew what he was getting himself into when he well, took that job. I heard some like whispers that the coaching staff and the GM really wanted uh, CJ. They wanted CJ, and the ownership kind of got involved and said, "I want Bryce." And <laughs> you would think that's probably pretty awkward now because uh, seeing how well Stroud's doing, and that's not to say I think. Bryce Young would be a little better, honestly, and Stroud would be a little worse if they flipped roles because I think it does have a lot to do with coaching and your surrounding environment. And so, yeah, I, I don't think that's that's all, but we'll, we'll probably touch on the Panthers soon on, on these bottom dwellers whenever we talk about them. But at number nine, we've got the Cowboys, uh, the team that just got – that really – I had them as one of my Super Bowl favorites coming into the season, but they have just – proved in big time spots that they just do not uh they don't have that gusto yeah to really really get them to have these big spotlight wins i yeah i think it's it's just weird man you have such a loaded offense um and Dak is just in a funk right now that he is i mean have you heard about the new Dak prescott cologne I have not. Two sprays and you're guaranteed you won't score. <laughs> but uh, my boss told me that. Well, that's a pretty good one. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I think Dallas is sh- just struggling right now. They're not going to trade Dak. They're not going to – for one, nobody's going to take his contract. But And they're not going to trade to bring anybody in. If They may throw Trey Lance in there, like, for a quarter just as, like, a, you know – Hey, wake up, and if Trey Lance does good, I mean, you never know. Drew Bledsoe gets hurt, Mr. Irrelevant, Tom Brady never loses a starting spot again. Yeah. So, um, they going to make the playoffs? Yeah. I I don't know if they're going to make the Super Bowl, but they have the talent to make the Super Bowl, I will say. Do they they got to play well. I think they're talented enough, but I, and I think if things break right, um, I'm just thinking of the Rams a couple of years ago. I feel like they were good – example of like sometimes you just need the talent and you need a couple of things to break right for you. like they had a losing streak in november they lost multiple games in a row yeah. which you wouldn't think comes from a super bowl winner but it, it's like this is a long season teams get hurt teams get beat up um it only takes one loss in, in january to to be out of the super bowl conversation and so i still think they're very much in the super bowl conversation like you said they have the talent um, on both sides of the ball. Um, I think they, they still got to adjust to the loss of Trayvon Diggs out for the season with an ACL. Um, but but I think they can piece it together, yeah. and I think they they, Their they defense can be near the top enough. of this yeah. this league if they just kind of get it together. I don't know if it's coaching. I don't know if it's Dak's confidence, but they, they got to figure something out. Number 10, we've got the New Orleans Saints. Um Mike, have you watched a lot of Saints games? Has Derek Carr uh, looked like an improvement from what they had last year in Andy Dalton slash Jameis? 
Yeah, like I said, I, I think he's still just kind of coming into his own and getting settled in down there. Yeah. Their defense is is really good. I, I think they can hold on to a lot of games with that defense. Um, you got Michael Thomas, Olavier, um, you got uh, Jamal Williams, who unfortunately got injured and now on the IR, but Calvin uh, are out. Alvin Kamara, Calvin Kamara, <laughs> but uh, Alvin Kamara, uh, I think that he's going to step up and get back to that top five running back in the league. Uh, he showed that last week with just coming out from a suspension, not playing four weeks and play as well as he did. Yeah, won I think the game gonna take ball. A second, but yeah. he's going to he's going to ball. Yeah, yeah, I, I've I've always kind of liked the Saints. You know, people are always like, "Oh fuck," you know, the voodoo stuff and all that, but. I disagree. I think that, you know, the voodoo probably helps you in the game. So, you know, you should probably have a voodoo doll on every bench of the other coach. Just All kidding. Right. That would that, probably be pretty interesting. <laughs> or a snake. I don't know. But, yeah, the Saints, are, they'll hold on. I don't know if they'll be top 10 all, all season. But um, maybe playoffs? Maybe. We will see. Uh Mike, who would you say is maybe we'll just say who do we think is going to have that number one overall pick, or just be statistically the worst team in the league right now? For me, I I think it's the Carolina Panthers. I just don't see them turning around, and the only way I see them winning games, ironically, is if their starting quarterback gets hurt and Andy Dalton comes in because I think he's a veteran. I think he would be able to handle bad O-line play and not explosive players better than a rookie would. And that's not, I don't think Bryce Young is a bust necessarily. I think he's, he just has, does not have a good surrounding cast. And I, I just, I think they need some more explosive playmakers. They need a little bit of better O-line play and then he can kind of figure it out. I mean, it reminds me a lot of Jared Goff in his rookie season. He, uh, had a terrible line. Um, all those guys that he played with are, are not even in the league. The, the receivers that he had outside of uh, did he retire? Jared Cook is he still in the league? Cook? No, I think he. Well, he was their best playmaker, he, and he, uh, he maybe he's still out there. I don't know. Yeah, but they they just need some more playmakers. Who do you think, Mike? Uh, is at the bottom of the bottom? Yeah, I'd probably say the Panthers or the, I, I, you. You want to be like the Cardinals, but I I think the Cardinals are, are an all right team who just haven't won. I think the Giants are really bad. Um, I don't think they'll they'll get to the worst team, but Carolina's gonna have to fight to get a win. Just they just don't have like you said. Yeah. There's no weapons on that team you got dj chalk who's their best wide receiver and i'm not even sure if he's gotten a touchdown this year uh, i don't know it, it, it won. and I'm if really they sure. if they get last don't the bears have their pick that's the worst part about it all <laughs> is that they don't even have they don't even have a their first, first, first round, first round which pick. is at the very top of uh, uh of the draft most likely and yeah. so it's it's probably going to suck for them. Unless unless if Bryce Young actually looks decent by the end of the season, it's going to be frustrating to think they traded for Bryce Young when potentially Caleb Williams, uh, another first, and multiple mid-rounds, like, and DJ Moore. Yeah. Tough. Tough noogies. Tough noogies. 
Well, I think that might bring us to a wrap, brother. I think that is all, Mike. Um, well, looking forward, uh, do you see uh, do you see anything coming up on the horizon? Do you see any teams kind of get their swagger back? Um, do you see any players get their swagger back? Um, you know, man, this is a little bit of a weird season to start. So i I could see a guy, I could see a guy like uh, Josh Allen getting a little bit of his swagger back, playing harder. I could see the Bills going on a bit of a run. Um, and man, that's I could see I could see the Texans making a run for it. That'd be you know the playing well their defense is all right i think last week they got robbed out of a win at atlanta and uh should just held out for a while but oh yeah it's a little bit of a weird season i think it's too early to call you guys heard my my hot take earlier jets to make the playoffs and i i'm still gonna stand by that i think they will yeah we'll see i for me the one team that i think um is gonna get a lot more wins soon um and they're going to be above 500 in the near future that we didn't mention in the top 10 is the Cincinnati Bengals. Joe Burrow absolutely looked like himself last week compared to what he looked in weeks prior where he felt stuck in the pocket, where he didn't really want to mess with his calf and stuff. He was, he was making plays. He threw a bomb to Jamar pushing mm-hmm. off of his back calf, the one that was injured. Um, and so I think they're going to be back. Uh, I think, it's easy to say that they're just going to have their slow start and they're going to get rolling once again, just exactly how it was last year. But I really think that's the case. I think um, that was more of like things weren't kind of falling into place. And I don't think they had enough practice because Burrow was injured last offseason too. I think this time it's more of an injury thing and he was injured in these games, but now he's healthy. Now he's ready to roll. And so now that I, I think they're just going to get right to it. And I think they're going to be one of the top teams in the AFC again. Joe Burr. Joe Big Burr. Brr. Joe Burr. Big Burr. Well, all right, brother. Yeah, we got uh, got a lot of season left here. Thank you guys for tuning in for our first episode. We'll have at least four more, or yeah, three or four, oh, four more for the rest of the season. We'll try and keep it quarterly like we have in the past. And uh, yeah. Send us any questions, comments, if you like it, if you don't. What do you want us to talk about? Or if you disagree with me, you can meet me at the flagpole at 2.30. Just kidding. I'm a nice guy. I'm a nice guy. I'm a hugger. You can meet him at the flagpole. He'll give you a hug. Yeah. He's a nice guy. I'm a hugger. Big hugger. All All right. right, everyone. Peace.